afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. It's February 2nd, and I'm Josh Boyd, your host, and I'm joined this afternoon by Pastor Stephen. Pastor Stephen, welcome. It's great to have you this afternoon. It's good to be back with you again this afternoon, and thank you for listening as you've chosen to to be a part of our podcast today. Now, I'm curious, (laughs) uh, were you aware that today is Groundhog Day, Josh? It's a special a special holiday. Um, I was aware that it was Groundhog Day. I, uh, I don't. I know you were disappointed that we didn't close the office. You I know, know, in honor know. of Groundhog we Day. Should have, it should be a federal holiday. You know, um, I'm really. I don't know how much validity there is in whether or not uh, Puxatawney Phil sees his shadow or not. I know he predicted six more weeks of winter, but uh, we don't really have any weeks of winter so that was the outcome from today yes that was and what was the groundhog's name puxatawney phil see i'm impressed (laughs) that you can say that i i I have no idea if that's correct or not it sounds right i again i I keep thinking of pocahontas and i don't think that's the right pocahontas phil no don't think so but again if you're listening thank you for being with us on this notable tuesday and if i might uh, as we move into today's broadcast i I do want to promote that tomorrow we're going to be relaunching our on-campus wednesday program here at north fort worth Uh, we're excited about that so Uh, excited uh, very much so there'll be opportunities for our children can I again say in our brand new children's wing yes. and uh, also uh, Josh you're going to be uh, jumping in and helping uh, launch something new with our students tell us about that yeah we're going to be hosting uh, for the first time I think ever we're going to do uh, some online live um, interaction with students we're going to try and um, do a broadcast of the uh, of the student service so we'll have um, worship and uh, Ethan Krause is actually going to be uh, bringing a message tomorrow, so um, it, it'll be a good time. We're, we're looking forward to it. I think we'll have uh, I think we'll have a good number of students who are ready to to join back in person, obviously tomorrow night. But I think we'll have a lot of students who have kind of been uh, maybe left in the dark um, through through this whole thing and not had a way to, to interact corporately with right. with their with their peers. And so it'll be it'll be it'll be a cool time. And we're really excited. We'll about be it. at six thirty. Six thirty. Everything across campus. Uh, that will be for our children. That will be for our students. And then I'll be. Uh, starting a brand new series of lessons that I've entitled Words to Live By. Uh, It's going to be based on the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Uh, I remember as a teenager, uh, for years and years and years, I would read a a chapter a day. I was encouraged to do that and benefited from that and found that to be a helpful, uh, just a spiritual practice, just to kind of plant God's wisdom into my mind. I have to smile, though, that if you can imagine (laughs) as a teenager, you, you read some of the Proverbs and they just kind of come off a little bit odd or somewhat funny. Uh, let me give you an example of one that I would laugh at, I guess, as a, as a younger person. Proverbs eleven twenty two: like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I tell you That's what, uh, I've yet to see that on a plaque that people put on the wall or on their refrigerator but that's that's a proverb yeah we've got proverbs 26 10 here as well like an archer who wounds everyone is one who hires a passing fool or drunkard so don't don't (laughs) do that and then still another and i i want everyone to know i love my wife debbie i think she's a wonderful woman Uh, there is however proverbs 21 9 that reads it is better to live in a 
corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome yeah. wife. I'll let you take the ones about marriage. I wasn't going to say yeah. those on air. So yeah. again, uh, here we're, we're kind of having some fun with it. But tomorrow, actually, I'll begin a very practical series based on the insight and the wisdom that we can gain from the book of Proverbs. And the way that we're going to approach it, just to give you a heads up, is instead of moving through the book chapter and verse, uh, what we'll do is we'll begin to look at it and consider how in, in a recurring way there's emphases, especially on relationships between parents and children, husbands and wives, sure. uh, workers and and their bosses, uh, government. I mean, there's so many dimensions to how the book of Proverbs offers insight into how we relate to people. It talks about finances. I mean, it's such a helpful, practical book. And so as we go through it week by week, what we'll do is just focus in on some of these special areas of emphasis. And so uh, that's tomorrow night at 630. Uh, You can join us here on campus at North Fort Worth, or if you choose, you can watch it online. Now, if you're going to watch the adult Bible study online, where would they go to do yeah, that? Yeah, you can check that out. It's on our, our homepage of our website. If you click at the top, there's um, there's just a ribbon at the top that uh, says join the live service now, watch now. You can click on that, or you can just go directly to live.northfortworth.com, or uh, you can check it out on Facebook, and it'll be there uh, readily available for you. It's also on YouTube. Um, any Anywhere that you want to find it at, it's there. Anywhere that you can find our Sunday morning services, it's there, live.northfortworth.com, uh, facebook.com slash nfwbc, uh, youtube.com slash nfwbc you can find it anywhere that we do any of our other services and, and you know we, we're talking about you know these words these statements from proverbs Surely. these statements of wisdom and we started a new series yesterday on the i am statements of jesus and um yesterday's focus uh, primarily actually it was two days ago i, uh, I guess today is yeah, tuesday yeah Man, it's but yes we, we began a, <laughs> a a brand new series that i've entitled i am we are yeah and it it is based on uh, some of the statements that Jesus makes about himself through the Gospel of John. And uh, what we're going to come to discover is as we, in a more personal way, understand who Jesus describes himself to be, that that will affect us because of who he is, he yeah. is we're able to, to be the people that, that God desires us to be and, and honestly who we desire likewise to be. And so, uh, yeah, we started that on Sunday. However, we didn't get into any of the statements yet this past Sunday. We started by looking at how John described Jesus in John chapter one. And what an amazing depiction of Jesus for John as he's trying to introduce us to to the truth of Jesus' identity. He makes some pretty uh, dramatic uh, descriptions and statements. I tried to summarize some of them in the course of the message. Uh, Three being, he says of Jesus, the eternal Jesus, that he was God. And just put that out there. Describes him as our creator or the maker, as I emphasized in the message. And then ultimately he says that life is in him, that Jesus is life. And I think... What interests interests me so much about this last one is not only does he emphasize that Jesus is life, but also the tail end of that statement is there is no life 
without Jesus. Not only does he offer that, but you you have no fulfilled life other than no, I, what you find in him. And that's a... John is laying yeah. some bold claims before For us. For both the believer and the non-believer. That's a, that's a big pill. It is. And I think in a culture that is like ours today... Uh, people might look at that with some skepticism yeah, absolutely. And, and doubt. And uh, as I thought about that even more since this past Sunday, I, I want to remind us all that John didn't make these statements just kind of in a casual way uh, that truth be known, I can't help but think it would have been hard for him early yeah. on to, to come to terms with who Jesus is. And what do you think culturally this would have been like for a Jew to bring this up to? Uh, well, that's to the, the thing. I, I think probably for a Jewish young man, and when John became a follower of Jesus, many think he may have been maybe as young as 18 or 19, yeah. a, a relatively young adult. Um, and he began to listen to Jesus and began to observe Jesus' miracles and his actions. But in the context of that, he began to hear Jesus say things that would have really stretched him. Because see, as a Jewish young man, he would have grown up out of the Old Testament tradition, utterly convinced that there's only one God. Sure. I mean, the, the Shema that a Jewish young man would often recite in Deuteronomy 6 would read, oh, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Then he goes on to say, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might. Well, again, this is the, the mindset of, of John. He's totally convinced that there's only one God. In fact, as that's true, even in the Old Testament, they weren't allowed to make images to God. They were not allowed to, to take God's name in vain. In fact, they, they tried to protect their understanding of God to such an extent they wouldn't even voice his name. No. Uh, they would just try to do anything possible to avoid doing that. And then here comes Jesus, who not only claims uh, to be the Son of God, but that he is God uh, among us. And, and if John was hesitant early on to accept it, he came to a point where he realized that it's true. Now, to put this in context, uh, Josh, imagine you're out somewhere in downtown Fort Worth, you see someone uh, standing on a street corner <laughs> and he begins to make claims of, of deity. Uh, he begins to make really outlandish claims about who he is. I mean, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, the reaction, you know, being, having the cultural, you know, obviously I'm, you know, a white male, but I, you know, am, am a Christian and that's my identity before anything. So having the cultural identity as a Christ follower that I have, much like what John would have had mm -hmm. here, um, we have what, what I know to be true and what I believe to be true and even what I feel to be true. We, you know, we tend to shy away from emotions and things like that and, and to really focus on what we know to be true. But um, there is a feeling that's involved with faith and with our relationship with Jesus. And so when someone, if someone were to claim something, that is completely against it stretches what, what I know to be understood. true. Right. And it's almost a, depending on the, the situation or the circumstance or what's being said, I, you know, it would be easy for me, and this is transparency and in, in, in on my part, but it would be easy for us to even be hostile with that kind of argument with something that is so um, detracting from what, you know, we would know right. <laughs> what we've been raised in uh, to know that's true of God or his character. And I can only imagine that that, um, 
is probably what John experienced right at first even, but especially those that heard uh, John's message would, I'm sure he was treated with, with much hostility. <laughs> well, it, it, and the point I'm trying to make, and I, I hope as you're listening, you're thinking about it too. John didn't reach this conclusion quickly. Yeah. Um, I think he came at it with the same hesitation and skepticism that some people might have in our day to day. I mean, I, you may smile. Uh, I guess a few years ago, we had someone come into the church office wanting to visit with me. And uh, he came into my office, sat down, and then I asked him to introduce himself. And he introduced himself. I, I'm trying to remember the middle initial, but I believe it was, was Jesus H. Christ. And uh, he came to, to deliver a message to me. And again, I, I'm sitting across from him. He's just claimed to be Jesus Christ. There's ah, there's really nothing in me that wants to accept that what he is about to say is true. Uh, but nevertheless, I listened to him graciously and then uh, tried to find a, a casual way to, to have him <laughs> leave the building. But, uh, but again, but see, psychologically, here, I share that story. People are going to probably say, yeah, man, the guy is crazy. He, he doesn't know what, what's he doing. Well, I would stress with you what Jesus introduces uh, to that circle of early followers had to stretch their yeah. um, imagination and had to test them. Now, granted, uh, Jesus began to perform acts that would draw the attention of anyone and everyone. Uh, the way he could heal, uh, the way he could feed a multitude the way that he literally raced the sure. dead. I think that that gets my attention. It, it, it interests me to see how, you know, we talk about how long it would have taken some, some of uh, Jesus' followers, some of his closest followers to come to the conclusion that they arrive at, especially here uh, with what John is saying. But think of uh, figures like John the Baptist, mm -hmm. who had very early encounters with Jesus and immediately um had a had a faith about them that could sense that's mind blowing to me to think about um, how long I know how long it would have taken me to accept this kind of mes message and being being present with Jesus but how quickly some arose to just the absolute power that that Jesus carried with him in the presence that the Son of God one who was with God and who was God carries with him it's just the magnitude of that is so yeah, huge and and yet now here's the deal when John writes his gospel. He does so clearly in a very straightforward way to declare that Jesus is God. Yeah. Uh, and he expresses it in a number of different ways in the opening chapter, and he highlights it throughout the whole of his gospel so that the reader would begin to see Jesus as he had come to see him so that we also could then experience by faith the life that Jesus promises. And so uh, as we moved into this series, as I tried to, to emphasize on Sunday, I just want us in fresh ways to open our eyes to the truth, the wonder, the beauty, the glory of, of who Jesus is. Now, what's ironic to me, and uh, I remember as I had begun to go to seminary and begin to, to prepare for the role that God's called me to, uh, I came across various skeptics to Christianity, and a lot of the skeptics really tried to attack 
the idea that Jesus is God, the deity of Jesus. And there's a lot of religions and oh, for that, sure, that and that same thing. Yeah. They even insinuate that Jesus never really even claimed this for himself. Yeah. Maybe it's something that some overzealous disciples later on uh, kind of projected onto him. But if you allow, for example, the Gospel of John to be a testimony from Jesus, and John claims to be an eyewitness, and he tries to share with us what he uh, re received or heard from Jesus. And if you just look at the testimony in the Gospel itself, you come to appreciate uh, that Jesus claimed deity repeatedly. Uh, in fact, uh, the I am statements that we're about to, to get into in the weeks ahead are really testimonies to the deity of Jesus in large measure. I mean, when Jesus claims to be the light of the world, he's using a language that is associated with the Old yeah. Testament uh, concepts of God. When Jesus claims to be the good shepherd, again, it's a language that the Jewish mind would have associated with, you no, know, the Lord is our shepherd. Yeah. God is our shepherd. And where then would the crucifixion and the, the murder and betrayal of Jesus fit into that argument? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that thing, I mean, why was he crucified? Right. Now, we know, as the Bible would teach us, ultimately, he voluntarily laid down his life for my sin, for the sins of the world. But the religious leaders that, uh, in a mob atmosphere, pushed him before Pilate, uh, they, they were wanting him to be put to death because in their mind, he was claiming deity. Yeah. Uh, he had blasphemed their God in their mind. And, and so they wanted him executed. Why? Because he claimed to be God. And, and so as, as we have looked at the testimony of John in the opening chapter, uh, it's clear Jesus' claim is, is that, that uh, yeah. he is not simply a notable person, an inspirational figure. He is the very incarnation of the eternal God, and his desire is to impact the lives of those who would respond to him, which, again, if, if you missed Sunday's message, I, I would invite you to go to our website at norfolkworth.com. Uh, it, it, we're kind of in the deep end of the theological swimming pool when we talk about sure. some of John's statements, but it's, it's a, an amazing portrait of Jesus. And obviously I would encourage you to join us as we move further into the series and begin to look at the statements themselves where Jesus says, I am the bread mm -hmm. of life. I am the light of the world. He just one after the next tries to open our eyes to the, the, to the truth of who he is. Yeah. Now, I, I'm wondering, Josh, if a person really receives the truth of, of Jesus' deity for what it is, and that's affecting our mindset and our hearts, how do you think that influences how we, we go through a week? Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I mentioned to you earlier when we were kind of prepping for this, I talked with our college students in life group on Sunday, and how, how does this change our perspective sure. as a Christ follower? You know, as, as a believer in Jesus, how does this change our perspective? Knowing, believing, even I mean, seeking. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. There you go. <laughs> um, how, how, does that, how does that change us? How does it change? And, you know, I, I, I like to think of this, you know, almost in, in the sake of, um, you could take the crucifixion alone. And the heart of the gospel, there, I mean, there is no, oh gosh, there was a popular song when I was a, a young teen that, that claimed this and there is no other story even there is no other religion there's no other um philosophical treatise that that has the hero of the story the creator mm -hmm. of the story dying 
sacrificing himself for the villain. There is no, there's, there's nothing else in the history of the world that compares to the realness and the humility and the compassion that God, Jesus, has for us in the relationship that he offers us. There is no, there, I feel like so much um, in our culture, in, in our world, we focus so much, you know, there's these, these religions and these spiritual thoughts and movements that are so involved about this is what I owe to this deity or this is what I owe to this uh, religious movement. And it's not about that at all with Christianity. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I don't want to to speak too harshly of other religions, <laughs> but I mean, it's largely about like appeasement. Yeah. It's more about what can we do for God uh, so that we might then benefit from this deity where the testimony look, of... Look of, at what he's done for you. Yeah, look at I what mean, he offers. The testimony yeah. of the New Testament is God demonstrates his love for us in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, that is, as Paul summarizes it in Romans, the the distinctiveness of the Christian message that here uh, we are privileged to come to know a God who loves us, who has acted in a, in a almost unimaginable way in sacrificing himself through the death on the cross uh, for the sake that we could experience life. And, and so as we come to, to terms with that and the wonder of that, again, Think through the impact of how that influences how we move into the week. I mean, as I look at my own life, if Jesus is God, then I guarantee you I take his word seriously. Yeah. Uh, that's why we promote the Bible readings as we have. And as How much we, more personal is God's yeah, word? Yeah, I mean, than, I, yeah. if he's God, I, I want to make sure that I understand what he would help me to know. And even more, if he's God, I mean, look at our lives right now in, in the middle of the circumstances that just are so chaotic and in many cases challenging. But if my faith is in God himself, in Jesus, can I not find some comfort and confidence in the middle of the circumstance? Yeah. I mean, I can trust in him. I can, I can seek his help, his renewal. Now, Jesus, by the way, never promises as we place our faith in him for who he is that we're not going to have trouble. Uh, he, in fact, even goes as far as to say you need to anticipate that life at times will be very challenging, but you're not in this alone because he's God. He's able to affect you and help you and to lift you and to pick you up and to clean you up. I mean, he yeah. he can be the difference in our present. And just think about the future. Uh, I mean, if he is God, how does that alter my perspective as I look toward the future. I mean, it should hopefully reassure me that uh, the one who is God, who's with me, is going to ultimately provide what is needed as, as I move to whatever the future around me is becoming. So again, I, I'm really, really excited about this new series. I hope that uh, you will join us as we continue to move through the, the I Am statements. I, I would even encourage you in preparing for Sunday. We'll be in John chapter 6 as we focus in on that initial statement. And I, I would invite you to be a part. Yeah, we're going to do things a little differently on Sunday as well. We probably will let, we'll let you experience that when you get yeah, here we, Sunday. We're, we we're praying for just a fresh encounter on Sunday in some, some ways that will, will help us. Yeah. And I, I will say we will be observing the observance of the Lord's Supper on this coming Sunday. And as a 
part of, of the church. I, I know that's also a very positive and meaningful time for us as we pause and just remind us in a fresh way upon uh, Jesus' love. But it, it, do make plans. And I, if, if you're one of our online uh, uh, participants, uh, maybe you could even send a link to yeah. our, uh, our website, inviting uh, maybe it's a friend or a colleague uh, to be a part of this new series. I, I guarantee you it will be focused on Jesus. It will give people an opportunity uh, just to think about, okay, what does Jesus say about himself and what's the implication of that for my life? And so uh, I'd encourage you to, to make plans to be back with us. Yeah, and as we, you know, we mentioned sharing the, the link to our services and being able, I mean, you quite literally share the gospel that way. <laughs> um, indirectly sharing uh, the, the hope that Jesus offers us um, on your social media, on um, any, any platform that you use to interact with others. And we'd ask you to do the same thing with our podcast. Yes. You know, each week we, um, you know, we gather together and have a conversation together for 30, 35 minutes. We're sitting here and um, we're in one of the wings of our worship center and it's kind of soundproof in here and we have a nice little studio set up. But um, we love to, to interact with as many people as possible with, with this podcast. And it's not about, you know, increasing our, our listenership and our viewership or anything like that. But uh, we know that this is a unique way to, to reach uh, people, not only in our church, but in our community. And so um, if you feel led, please, 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 please share um, the link with someone. You can email us questions. You can reach out to us yeah, anytime. And we keep asking for questions. We're not receiving a lot of questions from our <laughs> listeners thus far. But uh, we want you to always feel a freedom if you do have Maybe something out of a Sunday service or even out of our discussions on Tuesday that are just, you're, you're just dealing with life and you have a question, you're, you're wondering, you know, what does the Bible say or how could Jesus help us yeah. respond I to mean, that? You have the opportunity to ask Pastor Stephen whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not push it too far, but uh, we do want you to, to interact with us. And what, what's the address for that? Uh, podcast at northfortworth.com I'll send northfortworth at podcast.com but podcast at northfortworth.com email us ask us questions uh, leave us some suggestions or comments we you know we could sit every Tuesday and talk about the previous sermon but that um, you do that really in your emails on Monday I do. And we, we break down things to on create Wednesday some night. fresh opportunities and yeah let us know things you want to hear yeah let us know things you want to hear things you want to talk about um, you're as as much a part of this dialogue that we have on Tuesdays um, as we're involved in it this is very much a conversation that we're all involved in so uh, send us suggestions comments questions anything you have and be sure to join us tomorrow night we already mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast but we are relaunching Wednesday night midweek gatherings tomorrow that'll be at 6 30 you can check out children's activities um, adult Bible study um, what are we what are we studying tomorrow again what's the words shameless to plug? live by words to live by study of Proverbs and then join us in person or online for student activities as well um, we'll have worship and, and Bible study for students as well um, 6th through 12th or 7th through 12th grade um, but you want to join us for that and be back here again Sunday morning at 9 and 11 uh, for our worship gatherings. And we can't wait to see you then. And we're praying for you. And we hope this week brings joy and peace to you. Um, we hope that you have a great rest of your week. We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.